Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book, and I'm your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 52 of Astrology Bites. And with each episode of Astrology Bites, you get a bite-sized astrology lesson that's 15 minutes or less. It's super short and sweet. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today we're talking about the big three. What does that mean? I'm talking about the sun, the moon, and the ascendant. And here's what you need to know. So if you want a really quick, um, and I like to call it the down and dirty way to read a person's chart, you need to look at what is known, or what I call the big three. I think other people might call them that too. Um, but anyhow, it's the sun, the moon, and the ascendant. If you only interpret these three, you'll have a pretty decent idea of what a person is all about. And you know, some astrologers believe that the information that you gather from these three points in the astrological chart will give you most of the information you need. Now, of course, for those of us who are really super detail oriented, we love all those other little fine points. But there is a truth to this way of thinking because the sun and the moon and the ascendant are really kind of like the core, the core of your identity. So they really give a good basic understanding of your makeup and maybe even your motivations. So here's what you need to do. You begin by looking at the sun. So the sun is of course the basic personality or the core of the person. Next, what you want to think about is where does the sun sit in the natal chart? Look to the house where the sun is sitting and you're going to get an idea of where this person has power and where they shine and what they might be here to do. Next, you're going to check out the moon. The moon gives you insights into their emotions, emotional needs, and how do they express their feelings. You also want to check out where, uh, which house the moon is sitting in because this shows where their emotions may be tied up. And finally, the ascendant or rising sign, that's the image that a person presents to the world. You know, this is their armor, their veneer, their public image. And when you look at the rising sign, you wanna look at what planet rules the ascendant and where is that planet hanging out in their chart? Again, this is important because you can see where they are expressing themselves. So again, look at the sun, where is it sitting in the natal chart? Look at the moon. Where is it sitting in the natal chart? And again, you also want to look at the signs they're in too. And then finally, the ascendant. What is the sign? What planet rules that sign? And where is it sitting in their chart? So it sounds like a lot and it is, but when you get comfortable with astrology, you know, you can usually glance at a person's chart and in about five or 10 minutes, get lots of information just from looking at these three points. I'm going to give you an example because I always think examples help. So we're going to do use my daughter and hopefully she's not going to mind this. But anyhow, um, my daughter is a Leo son. By the way, guys, did I mention that I plan my children by astrology? Uh, when, when we first decided to have children, my main concern was having kids that I would be compatible with astrological wise, which I have to laugh about it because it really does sound uh, kind of immature, but I, I was a young mother and this was really important to me back then. Uh, I didn't stop to think that, you know, you can get along with any sign. You just got to understand how they roll, right? 
Anyhow, I also, by the way, didn't realize that I couldn't totally control everything because uh, my daughter actually came three weeks early and just made Leo. And Leo was very important to me. I wanted a Leo child because I always thought Leos were so dynamic and creative. Anyhow, let me let me get back onto the topic here. So my daughter is a Leo son and she is super creative. You know, she's a writer. Uh, Leos are very prideful and my daughter is one of those people she doesn't like to be humiliated. You know, that's the Leo pride coming through. She enjoys being the center of attention and she's really kind, which is a very Leo characteristics. Benevolence and kindness is a Leo thing. Um, but when she's mad, she roars just like the lion. Now the sun rules Leo, which means this is a fine placement for the sun. And her son sits in the 11th house in her astrological chart which means friendship is very important to her. It also gives a strong humanitarian tendency and a desire to really uh, be involved with making the world a better place. And this is so true because my daughter is an activist and she's been involved in good causes for a long time. All right, her moon. Her moon is in Taurus. Now the moon in Taurus is exalted, which means it's the best expression of the moon. This creates someone who is emotionally grounded, even keeled and reliable. In other words, my daughter's a rock, uh, and I would totally agree with that. She's very sensitive, though. Um, because Taurus is ruled by Venus, art and beauty are important to her. And by the way, so are her possessions. Uh, the moon in Taurus can be very possessive. It can also be extremely stubborn when pushed because it's a fixed sign. Now, keep in mind that Leo's a fixed sign, too. So this sun-moon combo indicates a strong-willed, stubborn personality. It's grounded, but, and I can tell you this too, she can be unmoving when she's made up her mind about something or someone. So when she digs her heels in, she really digs them in. And by the way, I got a Scorpio moon, which opposes her moon. So you can bet I'm stubborn too. Back when she was young, we certainly had our moments. Uh, you got two strong-willed women together with two fixed moons you know there's going to be some drama. Anyhow, her moon sits right on her midheaven, and that gives an ability to shine in the public. And her Mercury, uh, or I mean her, um, the 10th house also uh, has Gemini intercepted, if you're using the Placidus house system, which is really quite good for writing. So no shock that she went into a writing uh, career. All right, anyhow. Rising sign, the rising sign or ascendant is Virgo. Now it's so interesting because with all this Leo energy and the moon in the 10th house, the rising sign is actually a very shy and restrained persona. You know, it's uh, it's intellectual, but it's certainly not going to be out there, me, 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 me. It's more reserved. I like to say that Virgo rising is the Felix Unger ascendant. And it usually indicates not just a reserved personality, but a clean, neat appearance. This is the rising sign of the fuss budget or the worry ward. And I think my daughter would probably agree that all of these descriptions fit her well. You know, interestingly, when she was young, um, she was actually quite the slob. Now she's actually very organized. If she's listening to this, she's probably going to kill me for saying all this. But um, again, I always think examples really help us to learn things. Anyhow, she's really neat and organized right now. Her home is like um, 
it's like room inspection friendly, <laughs> which was much different back in the day. So the ruler of her ascendant is Mercury, and her Mercury is in the 12th house. Now, a Mercury in the 12th house indicates thinking that's influenced by the subconscious and habits from the past. It's really, um, it gives a really strong intuition, and it means the feelings determine the decisions. And also Mercury, when it sits in the 12th house, makes a person sometimes shy about saying what they really think. Um, and, you know, that's really true about her. Uh, I find that my daughter oftentimes doesn't want to come out and say it like it is, mostly because she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings and she doesn't want anyone to get mad at her. And it's so funny because I'm the opposite. I just say it like it is. So um, it's very interesting because she's so, so mindful about choosing the right words. Now, interestingly, her moon and Mercury are in a tough square. And that means that there may be some tendencies to be a little neurotic or to fixate on the past. And these are other things that I think she would probably agree with are true tendencies. Now, other things to note here, both her rising and moon sign are in earth signs. This really amplifies the grounded nature of her personality. And one thing I will say as her mother is that she is one of the most reliable people I know. If I need something done, I know that I can trust her to get it done right. All right, guys, that was a mouthful and it's a mini example, but you see that it didn't take me long to really kind of blab about all these things. And I mean, of course, I could go into a lot more detail, but we're looking for a down and dirty interpretation. And I think this is going to give you an idea of how this might work. So go ahead and grab your chart. What are your big three? How do they go together or not? Where are there conflicts? Where are there things working together? Where are there some things that are similarities? How does this play out for you? You know, really take your time and play with this. And a really great thing to do also is to look at like celebrity charts or charts of people you know and practice giving down and dirty interpretations so you can, first of all, build up speed, but also so you can build confidence with reading charts. All right, that's, oh, that's all for today's episode. It's a mouthful, woo! Anyhow, if you're enjoying Astrology Bites, I would love it if you would take a moment to leave a positive review on iTunes because that's the best way to help astrology curious people discover the show. And of course, I appreciate that so much. And a reminder for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com, and you'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and lots more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. You don't like where your life is headed right now? You can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.